John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, we'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. And guess what? Isotope offers one free month of Music Production Suite Pro, which has all the tools you need to mix, master, and repair audio. Also, you can get 10% off all other software using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All of this is at isotope.com, I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, said Peterson. And this is John Kiltica, Ed. John, it's the High Game Podcast. It is the High Game Podcast. We have lots of new stuff today. It's going to be a fun one. We got amps. Yes. We got guitars. Yes. Pedals. Yes. History. History. Beverages. Intrigue. West Seattle-based nonsense. Beautiful West Seattle. I'm wearing kind of a Mr. Rogers cardigan thing today. It is colder out, so Ed has the grandpa sweater. Yep, bundled up a little bit. I personally yeah. endorse grandpa sweaters. Wool cardigans are the thing. Who wants the V-neck? You get hot, you got to pull the thing up over your head. You get cold, you got to put it back on. Mm-hmm. Cardigan, it's off, it's on, it's off, it's on. It's easy. It's also kind of Mr. Rogersy. It's a way to go. Yeah. Beverages. 
beverages. Yes, Ed. Doomy beverages. Yeah. Coffee in a crow mug, John. I left the crow mug out for you. Yep. And I impulse An actual can. A can of Mocha Nitro Stout non-alcoholic craft beer from Groovy. Groovy? G-R-U-V-I. Kind of like a new metal spelling. There are umlauts over the U. Oh, well, how is it? Pretty mocha beery, you know, like a little heavy, right. stouty kind of thing. Yeah, that's oh. great. Well, congratulations you know. for kind of expanding the palate there. Ed. Oh, thank you. Yeah. What do you got? It's called Celsius. Yeah. It's a sparkling Fuji apple pear beverage. Is it spelled weird? Are there umlauts? No, no, nothing quite that cool. Okay. It purports to have essential energy, mm-hmm. accelerate the metabolism, oh, and burn body fat. Whoa. You just start drinking those, you'll be svelty in no time. Let's see yes. if they actually manage to pack any flavor into this. Mm. Pretty good. Yeah? I have coffee too, Ed. George Washington coffee. Yes. George Washington University coffee. My lovely niece goes there. The new Earthquaker Devices life pedal. Yep. What do they call it, Ed? Octave distortion plus booster. I'm sitting here looking at three of these things. Yeah, yeah I took a picture because I bought the V1 when they dropped it. And then they did that second drop, the V2 in the smaller enclosure. And I got that one. Yep. And then they just dropped the V3. The V2 has some stuff that the V1 doesn't have, and then the V3 has stuff that the V2 doesn't have. It's definitely evolving. Yeah. The enclosure of the V1 looks hella devilly. Yeah. Which I'm very into. <laughs> All of the knobs are on the top. If you put it on a pedal board, you have no idea what those knobs are set to because you cannot see them. Yeah. We've got a hell of a signal chain today. <laughs> That's one side. Uh-huh. And then I brought the octave in. And then I brought in the amplitude. God damn. Listen to that. Listen to that sustain. Yeah, that maybe goes on for a while. Those fellas in Sun, they know what they're doing. And those fellas at Earthquaker. Yes. The thing I'm playing through it is an Eastwood Sidejack that Ed just got. Yep. The 20th anniversary, not 20th anniversary of the Sidejack, I don't think. I believe it's the 20th anniversary of Eastwood. Is that true? Sure. Yes. Okay. Congrats, Eastwood fellas. The guy who started Eastwood being one Michael Robinson. Hey, Mike. He started out with his own website called MyRareGuitars.com. Okay. That website's still around. Yeah. This guy has a real passion for the old weird guitars. Right. And he would take pictures and write about them and buy them until finally he decided, I want to start making them. You know how he did that, Ed? Did he just begin with the import game? Did he just like call a factory? Well, he went to Nam. Okay. In 2001. Yeah. And he was walking around trying to figure out how these things get made. Right. Hey, guy at Booth. Yeah. Will you make me some guitars? Here's a picture of some old-timey thing. Can you do that? Right. He was completely new to it, didn't really know how it worked, but he did figure it out. When we went to NAM in 2020, 
right before the end times. There was that kind of basement level, the bottom floor, and it felt like you could walk up to any number of those booths and ask, hey, could you make a guitar for me? And I imagine it still kind of works that way. Yeah. He did find somebody who could do it. Okay. But in order for it to be even remotely economical, he had to buy at least 650 of them. Oh. Because that's how many just happened to fit in a shipping container. Oh my God. He had to buy a full container of guitars. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, sure. We can make that guitar for you. You got to buy 650 of them. I wonder what the cost of that first order was. Even if it's like crazy wackadoodle land and you can get the thing shipped and delivered for a hundred bucks, you're still out 65 grand. Yeah. That's a pretty big outlay for most people, I would think. At the time, he had a day job. Great. So he ordered a shipping container and then went back to Canada and quit his job. Oh, my God. And decided, well, if I'm going to do this, I guess I'm going to do it. And that year, 2002, is when Eastwood Guitars is born. Oh, okay. 20th anniversary. Yeah. Can you imagine? These things show up and he's like, oh, crap. And he's putting guitars all around his house. He doesn't have a warehouse or anything yet. Right. He has nowhere to put them. Honey, I'm starting a business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like 650 guitars. How much space would that take up? Yeah. You would hope that's not 650 sunburst, all the same hardware. I guess you can get whatever you want, depending on what the factory is tooled up to do. I think back then he was dealing primarily with China and Korea. Although these days he also gets work done in Indonesia, at least by looking at the back of your brand new Sidejack Deluxe, where it says made in Indonesia. Yeah. So I think that's probably a good guess. That was the assumption I made. It totally sent me down this rabbit hole. What did? The fact that it was made in Indonesia. Yeah. This guitar retails for 750 bucks. And they've been running a special where like the first 20 get $200 off. 200 bucks off. Yep. To my door, 550 bucks. Well, so what did you find out about Indonesia? What were you looking for? It always blows me away when you get into these price points, right? And this thing is a set neck bound all the way around German carve P90s. And it just feels super solid it feels pretty substantial it stays in tune it sounds awesome yeah and it's 550 bucks this is the sidejack baritone 20th anniversary limited from order to my door three days i think i can explain that part of it yeah our man mike has set up warehouses around the country and then when the container ships come in, he distributes the stuff around to the warehouses. There's one in Chicago. There's one yeah. in Nashville. Okay. And such like. <laughs> so I think. Uh, <laughs> and such like. Yeah, yeah. So if you order this. Yeah. The nearest warehouse to you is say, I don't know, like Los Angeles, maybe. Mm -hmm. If they happen to already have one in stock there, mm -hmm. then you'll get it quickly, I imagine. Right. How do they do that? At which point I was talking to Carter, my son, about it. And he's like, oh, you know, I left that book next to your bed, The Jakarta Method, which is about Indonesia. So I pick it up and start flipping through it. It's called The Jakarta Method by Vincent Bevins. It's got that little subtitle, Washington's Anti-Communist Crusade and the Mass Murder Program that Shaped the World. Whoa. This book came out in 2020, so it's like a pretty fresh read, full of documents and things that the U.S. government would probably rather have not had gotten out. 
63 to 65, the U.S. government went into Indonesia. There's left wing and right wing, sort of like today, right? <laughs> yes. Some of those cold warriors decided to fund groups to crack down on generically leftists. They've got left-leaning sympathies, as in, we care about workers' rights. Hippies. The Indonesian hippie movement. So they went in and started killing off leftists. The CIA is helping, and the U.S. government is offering material support as well as intelligence, supplying names, things like that. You know, you hear these stories of the U.S. going to assassinate Castro. Yeah. Like, there's the thing where they were going to blow up his cigar. They also were going to put some chemical in his beverages to make his hair fall out and he would lose clout because he's bald. Those are the CIA plans. In Indonesia, did it work? Sure, yeah. The Jakarta method is the method that the U.S. government used after Jakarta in 63 across the world. They exported it. Exactly. So the cheap labor, as a result of that, yeah. is that because it is... A depressed economy forcing the cost of labor down, or is it because the labor is owned and run by the governments, or both? Some of these Cold Warrior kind of people, I believe a lot of them felt like they were doing the right thing. The effect, cheap guitars. The cause, anti-communist campaigns that start in the 50s, in 2016, before a bunch of stuff was declassified. The Hague actually ruled that that campaign in the 60s in Indonesia uh -huh. was actually crimes against humanity. The actual documents that got declassified, those were published in 2017. So the actual tie between the U.S. and those crimes was not actually known until just in 2017. Well, you know, in the beginning of this, yeah, in the early 60s, sure, that's about when the electric baritone guitar <laughs> kind of uh <laughs> is invented and takes off. Our man Nat Daniel over at Den Electro, speaking of Indonesia terror yeah. campaigns. Nat Daniel? Yeah, it was Dan Electro who made the first production baritone electric guitar. Okay. It was totally a thing acoustically, right? Throughout history? Right. Yeah, you could get baritone instruments. A baritone is effectively tuned down four steps, five steps? The tuning we're using today on this one, on the low string, instead of an E, it's a B. B. And then from there, it's E, A, D, F sharp, B. Yeah. So you got to wonder if old Nat Daniel, late 50s, early 60s, sure. cranking out the baritones, thinks he's fighting communism. Oh, yeah? Hey, look at these new guitars, and the CIA is waiting to see who picks them up. A mousetrap with a baritone guitar in it oh my by God. the side of the road, and a guy across the street with binoculars. Sure. What's that mechanism called where it's like the ball rolls down the hill, and it hits the bucket, and the bucket spills the water into a cup, and then the cup spills over rube goldberg oh it's all rube goldberg yes. with baritone guitars the subterfuge for right. all we know right the cia dudes sure all of them were in bands i would not doubt it oh that sounds great two p90s right yeah i'll put the tone in the middle what are you running through today we are running through an orange Orange. 
Orange. We're running through an orange Rocker 15 combo amp, all tube combo amp on 10. I've got it cranked. So even on the clean channel, it's giving you a little something. The slow, that's what's going on. I was trying to see what pedal was on. If I stomp on the dirty channel on this orange. Oh yeah. This is just the amp. Pure orange amp tone. Hit me with that droney E. I love that sound so much. You know the great thing about this orange amp? Tell me. Granted, the orange amp is currently on 10. Sure. But. The orange amp has the capacity to go from 15 watts, which is what this is. Yep. All the way down to one half a watt. Is it selectable? Like, it is. How, how it's got two switches. Okay. One on the chassis in the back and one on the top. The top goes half and full. So right off the bat, you switch it to half and you're at six, seven. Sure. Then there's a switch on the bottom. It's called the bedroom headroom uh -huh. switch. So on headroom, that's full on. Switch that over to bedroom. Yeah. Now the half and full switch on the top takes you down to one watt. Yeah. And half a watt. Wild. The side jack is based on the Mo's right. I've just always dug that shape a lot. And this was one of those, oh, I can pick this up, impulse buy. An impulse buy of a baritone. Exactly. It's black, check. Yes. It's a baritone, which I have wanted and have yeah. never been able to justify. This is pretty cool. Super great build quality. It's nuts. I guess if you're going to go murder some number of people, but in the end, what it gets you is... Uh, <laughs> Spur of the moment purchase guitar? Well, I don't know. I guess, you know. Here's all the shit we did overseas. Right. Okay, generals and advisors. Was it worth it? Well, look at this fucking guitar. Look at this thing. Look at this. <laughs> Sounds worth it to me. The worst thing you can do is take it as a given that you can walk into Walmart and nothing is made in America and not have that register in your brain. How did we get here? I do think it's worth a thought. And I think that's why people tune into the High Gain podcast. For our incisive melding of politics and guitars. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be a Leo Fender CIA connection. All those times he was like, oh, you know, I got to go home and lie down. My sinuses are killing me. Right. Like No chance. He was doing some dead drop in the park. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So the Mosrite shape for anybody who isn't super familiar with it, it's an offset where the lower horn is longer than the upper horn. Yep. Would have been made by Semi Mosley in the late 50s, early 60s. Most people might know the Mosrite Ventures model. Right. The Ventures popularized this kind of guitar. Episode 63, if you're keeping score at home, folks. 
So about 63, 65, when all this stuff's going down in Indonesia, Ed. Yeah. And Semi Mosley is striking deals with the Ventures. Oh, do you think the Ventures were CIA shills? Almost certainly. Allegedly. We just made that up. No, we didn't. Maybe. Okay, well, in 1965, say. Yeah. You want a Ventures guitar. Mm-hmm. You don't know that the Ventures are CIA operatives. You just want the guitar. Right. What are you paying for one? Nineteen. 19- $1,965. Yes, covert dollars. $223, 223 final answer. That's pretty close, Ed. Yeah? But not quite there. It was 450 bucks. <laughs> Half. That country isn't going to take itself over. Sure. That guitar was built in the U.S., that Mosrite. 450 Yeah. That's like 3600 bucks today. Yeah. Here's a fun little similar game, right? Oh, man. They named this whole thing the Jakarta method based on the method they used. So they were able to kind of refine their processes. So later on down the road, when you go into the Middle East, when you go into Latin America, Uh maybe we've turned some knobs and gotten better at it. Right. The CIA, they learn from their mistakes or something. Uh-huh. 70s into like the early 90s, there was a similar program in El Salvador. How many folks do you think died in that program? Half a million. 75,000. The Sudan, 1971. Maybe not as many. 50,000? Around 100. They're getting more accurate. Exactly. Operation Condor, speaking of, you know, great band names, Argentina, Bolivia, Chile. Oh, a million. 60 to 80,000. So we're talking numbers under 100,000 all over the globe. 63, they're kind of ramping up. Yeah. How many people in Jakarta? Based on what you're saying, they weren't as good at it yet. Yeah. Back then, so the number would be higher. Right. I'm not going to say a million anymore. (laughs) 100,000. You should say a million. Really? Yeah. Unfortunately. And again leftists not even communists this is just like people leaning the wrong way politically with a baritone guitar it's tuned to b and then the second string is e right yes effectively is it a seven string If you get a seven string, you get a low string that that is is a B, B, right? But then the rest of them are regular? E-A-D-G-B-E. Right. So that puts it in the key of E still, but with a B. This is B, E-A-D, F-sharp, B. It's a fourth lower on everything, right? Yeah, it just puts it in a different key. Hmm. But you still can just play like a D shape. But it's not a D. Here's an actual D. D. Yeah. If I play the D shape on this guitar, it's actually an A. You know what you don't have, John? What? A guitar with P90s. I do not. This was a good call. Checked off a bunch of things. That's that life pedal. That life pedal is great. Pretty good. The CIA bands, we should say, they all sucked. <laughs> Those guys couldn't play. MK Ultra was probably pretty good. Yeah, they had a couple of hits. Yeah. A couple million hits. 
You gotta try it Try and decide Is it hello or goodbye Buy or deny Ed? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not funded by covert bucks. Mm-hmm. Looks like a Mosrite. It's got the P90s. Mm-hmm. It sounds ripping, yep. especially through that brand new V3 life pedal and the orange Rocker 15 tube amp. I would ask you, buyer deny, yeah. but yeah. you already bought it. Right. So I will ask myself. Do it. It's a buy. I gotta say this. Other than political <laughs> misgivings, <laughs> yeah. as a musical instrument, I believe there is zero downside to uh, this instrument. Anybody listening to this who's looking at these 20th anniversary side jacks, it's a solid buy. It would not hurt to do a setup on this, but we're raw dogging it. It's literally out of a gig bag into John's hand. And it's great. Yeah. I'm impressed with it. We'll have to take lots of pictures and we're going to put it up on the socials. Do you want to try saying the line and about our wonderful, fabulous audio overlords? Over there at Ruinous Media. Ruinous Media. Yes. The podcast network of music related whatnots and such as. You nailed it. Yes, we are proud participants in the Ruinous Media Network of Music Related Podcasts. It shouldn't be that hard for me to remember that. <laughs> it should not be it's not that many words. That's what we're all about here. Sure. Okay then, cool. Bye. Bye, Ed.